0: This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Amos Decker is the Memory Man. Following a football-related head injury that altered his personality, Decker is unable to forget even the smallest detail, as much a curse as it is a blessing. And in the number 1 New York Times bestselling author, David Baldacci's fifth installment of the fan-favorite Memory Man series, it's called Redemption, Decker discovers that a mistake he made as a rookie detective may have led to deadly Consequences. David Baldacci is a global number one best-selling author and one of the world's favorite storytellers. His books are published in over 45 languages and in more than 80 countries, with over 130 million worldwide sales. His works have been adapted for both feature film and television. David Baldacci is also the co-founder, along with his wife of the Wish You Well Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting literacy efforts across America. Still a resident of his native Virginia... Happy to have David Baljans here. Well, join me now here on Speaking of Writers. David, welcome back to this program.
1: Hey, thank you. It's great to be back.
0: So where did the idea for Redemption come from?
1: You know, I was was continually trying to evolve Amos Decker's character. In this book, I wanted to show a couple of things. One, that his memory is not always perfect, um, and that he is actually sort of vulnerable in a couple of ways, and that he can make mistakes. Um, so in Redemption, it, the story opens up with him back in Burlington, Ohio, his hometown. He's there for a very solemn occasion. It was his daughter's 14th birthday. She was killed along with her mother um, in a murder that happened, a couple of murders that happened years ago involving Amos Decker. And he's there paying respects to them. When a guy comes out of the tree line at the cemetery, an older guy, and walks over and introduces himself as Merle Hawkins, who was the first person that Decker ever arrested for murder when he was a rookie homicide detective in Burlington and uh, Hawkins is out of prison now for reasons will be explained in the novel and he lays out a challenge for Decker he says look you got it wrong I was innocent now I'm here for you to prove me right and innocent and prove yourself wrong will you do it or not and of course because it's Amos Decker and he you know cares only about the truth he decides to accept the challenge so that is really the genesis of the
0: story Chatting with them, one New York Times bestselling author David Baldacci here on Speaking of Writers, whose new book is Redemption. How did you create Amos?
1: You know, it was little by little. I, I really got excited about the possibility of having him a detective with some, you know, personality quirks. Um, when I read a book years ago called Born on a Blue Tuesday about somebody who had been born with synesthesia, which is when your sensory pathways in your brain are intertwined, so you see numbers as colors, for example, and I started reading more and more about the brain and about people with these phenomenal memories that you're born with them, like the actress Mary Lou Henner, or people have TBIs, traumatic brain injuries, and come out of that uh, with remarkable talents they didn't have before, intellectual gifts they didn't have before, and that's because the brain will rewire itself around damaged areas, and that opens up other pathways in the brain that you maybe were not utilizing before, and that's what happened with Amos Decker so now he has a condition called hyperthymesia, and I thought it would be really cool for a guy uh, who's going to be a detective to have that quality because it would be a great attribute you could look at things and remember everything somebody told you a lie and they tell you something later that's inconsistent or contradictory and you have it right there in your hand. kinda of, sort of having a personal cloud in your head but the other side of it is that when you have a TBI like that uh, that alters your brain so significantly it can also change your personality so That's what happened with him. He went from being the sort of outgoing, gregarious, prankish young man to a guy who was aloof and had really poor social skills and had trouble interacting with other people. So he became a different person living in the same body, and I thought that would give me a lot of dramatic material to really expand and evolve his character over a series of books.
0: How about his FBI partner, Alex Jameson? What's Alex like?
1: Yeah, you know, she's kind of, it's almost like she's the Watson to his Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He's the one who has this brilliant intellectual capability, but not a lot of uh, personal skills. And she's sort of his touchstone, his, you know, his grounding. She's the one that tells him when he's being a jerk. She's the one that tells him when, you know, he is doing something too extreme and tries to bring him back to earth a little bit and but she's also a good sounding board and has a lot of good qualities in her own right she comes up with good ideas and leads she's very brave and courageous and you know she helps them she's a good they're a good partnership and i thought it was important to sort of have him have, have someone like that in his life uh, otherwise he would be wandering around just being amos all the time and i'm not sure that would be a good idea mm-hmm.
0: My guest is David Baldacci, the number one New York Times bestselling author. His new book is Redemption. Why Burlington, Ohio, as a setting?
1: Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I've been to a lot of small towns in my life. I grew up in Richmond, Virginia, a small town, and it. Um, I just had a feel that Amos Decker would be kind of like Midwestern, you know, stock. My wife is from the Midwest, and um, I had never written about a character from a place like that before, but. You know, he was a college football player at Ohio State, which made perfect sense That's a you know, a football powerhouse. He played briefly for the Cleveland Browns. So I wanted him to come not from a big city, not from something, you know, super rural, just from a small Midwestern town where he had those roots. Um, and that would also make it even, you know, more startling for him to have changed who he was. You know, he was a different guy growing up in Burlington. Now he comes back to that town as a different person as well. Uh, so all in all, you know that was a, you know, a creative decision I made because I wanted them rooted in something, and coming from some place that a lot of people can relate to and understand sort of be a universal place for many people.
0: David, in what way is uh, this book Redemption, if any, uh, you wrote different from the book you set out to write?
1: Well, I think along the way I found some things out about Decker um, that maybe I didn't know. Before, there was a softer side to him that probably wasn't as evident in some of the earlier books. There's a piece in here where there's a person he cares about who has been given, you know, uh, sort of a serious uh, health diagnosis that he actually is very well positioned to counsel her about. And that was not a theme that I really saw coming when I first started out to write this book but it fit well within, I guess, the trajectory of this character arc that I wanted to commit to in the, in the course of writing The Redemption. Because uh, I wanted to show that, you know, even though Decker has already changed before because of his brain injury, he's going to continue to evolve and maybe just discover a little. there's a little bit of him that used to be there that he thought was always gone. It would never come back, and maybe it is coming back a little bit. So that sort of surprised me as I was writing the novel. But, you know, it's a good thing. I've always felt like if I surprise myself writing it, I'm going to stun the readers Mm. while they're reading it.
0: Do you always know the ending when you start it?
1: Never. Never know the ending for a novel. Before I started, I, I just had a, I did a book festival a few months ago with John Grisham. He you and know, I did a luncheon together. Sit up on stage talking to each other about stuff. We've done that before. John is an outline everything, you know, to the end kind of guy before sits down to write it and I'm not that. I sort of let the story go organically, so we rib each other all the time about that. He thinks it's ridiculous the way I do it, and I think it's ridiculous the way that he does it. But that shows writers that there are a lot of different ways to do this, you know, and you can find your own voice and own method, and that method may change over time or the course of your career, so don't feel like you have to do it one way. Lots of very successful writers do it very different ways. But I've always felt like if I knew the ending of a novel before it sounded out to write it, I wouldn't be writing a story. I would be, like, typing to an already prescribed end that I knew was coming, and I don't know how exciting and fresh and fun that would be.
0: Do you have a special place where you write?
1: The only special place is in my head. Mm -hmm. So with that, you know, you can write anywhere. So I, I write on the road. I write in hotel rooms, on trains, planes, you know, cars. Um, the perfect place to write is in your head. It doesn't have to be a physical space. And I get it. This, you know, writers. Some writers like to be in the same place and the same time of day. And again, that works for them. And I have an office outside the house in Northern Virginia. And when I'm in town, I go there every day, and I do a lot of work there. But I also write you know, lots of other places. If you know, I, I can sit in the middle of a restaurant and you know, be working, get a lot done. Because if you're in the zone, it's like you're all alone in a room.
0: David, how long does it take you to research and write a novel like Redemption?
1: Redemption, probably the research component of that was a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, talking to people, interviewing, going to some places, uh, fleshing things out in my own mind, uh, getting dialogue and lingo and vernacular correct, um, some of the forensics, um, you know, I had to talk to some people in the fields that do that to make sure that I had nailed that appropriately. So some, some books are more than that. Some books are three, four months of research. They're a little more technical. Uh, Redemption is probably about a
0: couple of months. In our remaining moments with David Baldacci here on Speaking of Writers, the number one New York Times bestselling author. His new book is called Redemption. Any news on the Hollywood front, movies or TV projects in the works?
1: Yeah, you know, we just uh, sold the uh, um, television rights for the Amos Decker series to Village Roadshow, and so they're trying to develop that into a network television series. And the John Puller, uh, Sony, has those rights, and they have a screenwriter and a pilot script written, and they're in the process of developing that as a network television series. So those are the two projects going right now. I can tell you from experience that doesn't mean they're going to get made, but, you know, we've got a lot of good people working on it. Maybe one of them will get to the, to the screen at some point.
0: I'm sure you're hard at work on another novel. If so, can you give us a sneak peek?
1: Yeah, it's coming this is a new novel coming out in July. I thought it was gonna be a short story and I first started writing it last year. It's a crime the war, set in the nineteen forties, a genre and a time period that I love. I'm a big, you know, Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler fan. And this is about a young soldier who comes back from the war after World War II. He um is framed for a crime, he goes to prison, he gets out and he has to spend his parole three year parole term in a small town. Uh, in the United States, and when he gets there, all hell breaks through. So it's, it's you know, a period piece. Um, my short story, which I thought was going to maybe be 20 pages, ended up being over 400 pages because I was so obsessed with writing it. And I, I really love it. It's called One Good Deed, and it'll be out in July, and introduces a brand-new character and, and a time period that I really find fascinating.
0: I always like to ask you about this. I mentioned earlier you and your wife uh, uh, are part of the and founded the uh, co-founded the Wish You Well Foundation. What's the latest on the Wish You Well Foundation?
1: Yeah, we had a great year last year. I think we all told funded about seventy programs across the country, probably in about twenty-seven, twenty-eight different states. Um we're probably gonna fund even more than that this year. I think that the we used to start out every year we get a couple of thousand grant requests, then it went to five thousand, and eight thousand, then and ten thousand grant requests a year from all over the country. And I think the reason why is that in the 21st century, we're in information age. I don't care what job you have. You have to have strong reading skills, and that's just the way it is. And a lot of people who have fallen through the cracks are now realizing, you know, we have to rectify that if we want to move forward in our personal lives. So the grant requests are shot through the roof. We try to fund as many as we possibly can. Our goal is to eradicate illiteracy in the U.S. and you know, help people, empower people, let them become self-sustaining, and we try to distribute the books out. We have a collection effort called Feeding Body and Mind. We partner with all the food banks across the country. And so when I go on book tour, we send these big white boxes. My fans fill them up with books. And then we pay to have those books shipped to food banks around the country. And they, in turn, distribute them out across all of their patrons across the country. And we've distributed out millions of books on that method. And those are people who are usually literacy challenged. If you're food challenged, you're often literacy challenged as well. And our job is to, and our goal is to fill up those homes with books, because I've never seen a bad result from a lot of books being at home.
0: Yeah, terrific work there. And by the way, there's a website, too, wishyouwellfoundation.org. Yes. David Baldacci, thank you for joining me.
1: Hey, thank you. I always enjoy it.
0: And again, the book is Redemption, and you can get more info on David, too, at davidbaldacci.com. And that is Speaking of Writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.